Angela Lumpkin. May I help you? Hi, Dr. Lumpkin. Uh, this is Matt Stahl. How are you doing? I'm fine, Matt. How are you today? Pretty good. So, uh, all right. What um, The thing I'm working on is, it's like I told you in the email, kind of a story about high, how high school athletics affect academics. It's for a kind of a larger project we're doing on more of education inequality and uh, achievement gaps here in the state of Kentucky. So, uh, I was wondering, could you just talk about, in your research, especially the more recent study, just what your findings were and that kind of thing? All right. All right. Before I, before I go and directly answer your question, Matt, I need to, just from a uh, research standpoint, make sure you understand the difference between correlation and causation. Yes, ma'am. Uh, uh, and, and what I'm talking about there, uh, our study was not designed, nor could it possibly be set up to uh, investigate that this action caused that. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, playing high school sports does not cause someone to be um, a better student because there's way too many variables in a student's life. Okay. okay. But what we did find is we found lots of correlations, and correlations simply mean in essence, two things kind of move together. Like if you were going out for a walk with your best friend and y'all walk side by side on a, on, a, on a sidewalk, that's correlation. Things move together, okay? okay. Because I, I, I want to just make sure you understand that. I don't want to insult you or anything, but they're, they're not the same. Okay. Um, so what we found is that there's a, there are some pretty strong correlations between being an athlete in high school and doing better academically in the classroom, being more likely to come to classes um, day after day after day, more likely to graduate, um, more likely to, in general, not 100%, but in general, score higher on standardized tests. And those are correlations because they, um, in comparison with athletes and non-athletes, the athletes were connected with those things that I just uh, articulated versus the non-athletes who were less likely. And again, that's not a hundred percent of anything, but it's uh, again, it's a correlation between there. There's an association that says if you're an athlete, and it probably has to do with something uh, such as the discipline of an athlete, uh, the the time management skills that an athlete displays, means that they're probably going to manage their time better. I know when I used to coach. My athletes would tell me I always did better in the semester in which my, I was competing because my time management skills were better. I only had so many hours to study, and therefore I did it you know, pretty intensely and didn't uh, waste my time because I knew I had limited time. Or most high schools have an attendance policy for an athlete that says that they cannot participate if they're not in school that day or something like that. Or other states... Um, or school districts might have rules that says if you don't earn a certain grade point average, you're, you're not eligible to to play on a high school team. And so those are those are additional correlations because I want to play, I'll do better in my classroom work. Were there any areas where you found a correlation where um, athletics uh, or students who were athletes were performing worse in some area than uh, students who were non-athletes? Well, in some of the standardized tests, now these are uh, these were just being rolled out at the time in Kansas, so they weren't testing 
every subject in in every grade kind of thing. Uh, but there were there were in some of the areas there was no correlation between being an athlete and scoring higher on on, on certain tests. There were differences by gender uh, that we found, and those are in the, the papers that I sent you. So there's you you can't say there's a one to one correlation on anything because it's it's a it's a more likely to rather than uh, all the time kind of correlation. Okay. Did you uh, did you get your data for this research from, like, was the state of Kansas tracking it at all? All right. Well, this will give me just a, uh, give, take me just a second to explain all this, but it is, it is important background. I first got interested in the possibility of even doing the first study, and then the second study was done almost identically the same way because we were trying intentionally to replicate it with a different uh, co-researcher. Um, a, a colleague of mine had talked about the beginning of what was called a data warehouse. And a data warehouse is basically, in this case in Kansas, the, the Kansas State Department of Education was beginning to compile data from school systems. So the idea was that the school systems would have to put their data in a central location, if you will, so that um, the state could begin to do some analysis of how students were doing in schools. And so I, I learned that that was in the, for the first study, it was literally just beginning, and so they didn't have as completed data as they did the second study, by the time the second study was done. So that's one piece of it. The other thing that worked to our advantage is that in the state of Kansas, the High School Activities Association, some states call them activities, sometimes they're called athletic, but they had things like um, other extracurricular activities, and that's why it was called the Activities Association. Well, the Activities Association in Kansas was actually under the auspices, if you will, of the State Department of Education, which means that they were willing, they would never have given me the data. And let me um, let me go back and say about the data. The Activities Association requires every school system in Kansas to report who their athletes are, for example. That happens in all the states. And what sports they participate in and that sort of information. So And so you could find out a, a four-year letter winner that played from ninth grade through 12th or they only played in the 10th and 11th or whatever it might be, and they were a track athlete or they were a basketball player or whatever, et cetera. And if they were eligible academically, because Kansas did have a, an eligibility requirement of passing your courses. So they kept all that at the school system. And the Activities Association required these schools to send that information, basically an accountability measure, if you will. So they had to send it to the state association so that when you got to, say, for example, postseason basketball tournaments, then the, the athletes had met the age requirement and the academic requirement and the, the school system requirement and all that. Well, Activities Association, and what they called it in, in Kansas, was a master list. And it had all these data that had been put into their system from all these school systems across the state of Kansas. Well, they weren't about to give that to me because it had students' names on it. And so um, what happened was they sent their master list to the State Department of Education. State Department of Education matched up the students' 
names with the information that the school district had sent about attendance and disciplinary reasons and grade point average and test scores, etc. And then the State Department, because they were just nice, I guess, they de-identified it. And what that simply means is after they matched up the academic data with the athletic data is they, in essence, gave a number. So on a spreadsheet, number one was John Doe kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I didn't know who John Doe was. So I could never reveal, because that would be against federal law, be able to reveal any individual student's academic record. The athletic record is not connect, is not controlled by, there's a law that's called FERPA, and basically it's, it's a protection of all the academic re- records of students. And it applies to everybody in the country. And so these, the, the de-identified uh, data were given, which had all the academic records and then the athletic records, and then we were able to do our analysis from there. I'm sorry, that was a very long answer to your question, but that's what happened. No, that's good. What, um, what kind of further areas in this subject do you think could be studied? Well, I, th- I think now with, because that was a few years ago, Pretty much because of the federal government, um, there's state testing all over the place. I currently live in Texas, and uh, Texas does have a state law as far as academic rules. Just, I don't know if it's the same law, but similar to Kansas, Texas was actually the first state. Um, it's also a huge state. And so I think there are more states that need to do these kind of analysis to find out. I know when I first contacted the Kansas High School Activities Association, I had to convince them that I was I was on their side. I was a high school athlete. I was a college coach. And I didn't want to prove that high school athletics was bad. I wanted to prove that it was good. It was positive. Um, but um, so one thing I think it needs to be, there's only a couple of states that have been done studies like this. And so that needs to be broader based so that you can find out if there are differences between a, a sparsely populated state like uh, Montana versus a heavily populated state like Texas, and there needs to be that comparison. But I know when the first study came out, the National Federation of State High School Associations got the information. I put, I put together an executive summary for our Kansas Association, and they shared it. Um, their executive director shared it widely with the National Federation, and one of, not because we just did the end-all, be-all research, but because there was so little of it out there. I don't know if it's still up on their website now, but it was for, for several years. Because, again, they want to, to, to get taxpayers, if you will, to support high school athletics because of the positive, again, correlations, not causations. The other type of research would be a, a longitudinal type study that would take um, athletes and, and do some more tracking and trying to control for some of the variables so that you could get a... a a potential causation or uh, or to uh, make a comparison between sports we, we we took all the sports and put them in together we did we did some analysis but because high school athletes tend especially in Kansas in small schools they're not football players they're football players and basketball players and baseball players and track athletes because they're just few few of them uh, other than in the, the cities and so that was we found very quickly that wouldn't be very helpful. But in in a place where they're they're primarily larger school systems, then there could be some comparisons across sports to see if it what's what what's characteristic of football is it also characteristic for basketball. 
we we did a little bit of analysis by race. Um, that would be much more meaningful in Texas than it was in Kansas, because Kansas makeup is just very different than Texas makeup. And yeah. so um, there there's there are lots of studies that could be done, but they're very very time consuming. I got you. All right. Do you think that um, the findings could have had something to do with um, just Kansas in particular's eligibility rules for athletes? Like, do you think Kansas was uh, doing something particularly well at the time with those? Or is it... Well, I uh, I don't remember the exact year that Texas, which was the first state as I mentioned, put in a re- re- requirement that you had to pass all your subjects or you couldn't play. And there is no doubt. Anybody that you talk to in, in Texas will tell you that they that made a huge difference. And I believe at the time, I don't remember, I didn't go back and look at the study, but I think it was 45 out of 50 states had a similar law or regulation by the time we did either the first or the second study. So what the states found is, yes, it makes a huge difference. Um, it's, it's the idea of some students will even stay in school do well enough in their classes to get C or D or whatever the school system requires just so they can play because it's that important to these adolescents. So do, do I think those kind of rules in Kansas made a difference? Absolutely. Do I have any proof? No. <laughs> I got you. Do you think there's a danger of schools reading this, especially in places where high school athletics are so big? Like here in Kentucky, it's basketball It's so big. Obviously, in Texas, there's the football. But do you think there's a danger of schools getting kind of their priorities mixed up after looking at this research? Yes, absolutely. Because I think sometimes there was a, uh, a study that I read within the last year, and it was talking about a small school system that, because it was threatened financially with closing its doors, and they were disproportionately funding high school athletics versus non-high school athletics, or uh, funding athletics in high school versus funding academic programs like science labs and music programs, et cetera. And so the um, superintendent ended high school athletics. Mm. And what this study showed was that all of a sudden, everybody was just fixated on, you know, the high school football team, for example. And then all of a sudden there wasn't football, and all of a sudden they saw grades go up with their students, they saw attendance go up, they saw more involvement in other extracurricular activities because sports was not there. And it was pretty much all they found was positive. But, of course, they saved their school, and the next year they were going to start putting them back in again. And, um... I think I think right now, in some places, and Texas high school football and Kentucky basketball might be two prime examples of that. Um, you wonder if the tail and the dog, which one's wagging which, because it can be. I mean, you you cancel classes so that you can have a pep rally for the big game against your rival on a Friday night. Yeah. Well, what's more important, football, basketball, or you know, going to science lab? Well, I have an opinion, and I won't bore you with it. But, uh, yeah, sometimes it can get out of, out of balance. All right. All right, uh, that's really all the questions I have. Uh, thanks a lot for your time. Oh, you're certainly welcome. Good luck with your work. All right, have a good day.